0: That movie sucked i kind of liked it
1: movie night crew network
0: harry didn't like to tell mrs weasley that muggle taxi drivers rarely transported overexcited owls and pigwidgeon was making an ear splitting racket nor did it help that a number of filibusters fabulous no heat wet start fireworks went off unexpectedly when fred's trunk sprang open causing the driver carrying it to yell with fright and pain as crookshanks clawed his way up the man's leg The journey was uncomfortable owing to the fact that they were jammed in the back of the taxis with their trunks crookshanks took quite a while to recover from the fireworks and by the time they entered london harry ron and hermione were all severely scratched they were relieved to get out at king's cross even though the rain was coming down harder than ever and they got soaked carrying their trunks across the busy road and into the station What's up, potheads? Welcome to The Restricted Section, a show in which a bunch of nerds with potty mouths reread the Harry Potter series for the umpteenth time and discuss the way that the story and its themes have stayed with a generation into adulthood. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't done the reading, don't worry, we did it for you. Here's what we're talking about today. Chapter 11. Aboard the Hogwarts Express. Amos Diggory comes to get Arthur Weasley's help with handling Mad Eye Moody, who heard an intruder in the night and set off a bunch of animated trash cans at some muggle policemen, I think is what happened. So Molly, single handedly, our queen, gets the kids to King's Cross Station in a bunch of muggle taxis, and the kids go off to Hogwarts. <laughs> Welcome to the restricted section. Now, please tell us what's going on at Hogwarts. What do you mean? Will I enter? What? Why do you say it's soon? You're. Why do you say you'll see us sooner than we? Th- That's a hard one. <laughs> tell us, please. I am jubilant today to be joined by my effervescent friend Leela. Say hello to the listeners, Leela.
2: Hello to the
0: listeners. I am jubilant también to be joined by my purse purse. Perspicacious. Hmm, I was really enjoying the th- the source when I wrote this. Perspicacious friend, Brooke. Let's see what that means, because I don't remember. Say hello to the listeners, Brooke.
3: <laughs> yeah, I would love a definition. Hi. <laughs> I would like to the know what I am, mean? please.
0: <laughs> Having a ready insight into an understanding of things. Oh, that's uh. so
3: much more credit than I deserve. Thank you.
0: <laughs> I think I probably typed in... Keen, because I really associate the word keen with you, and it probably got here through a series of thesaurus jumps. Say the word again. Per- okay, Are you going to do this to me. Um, perspicacious. Hold on, shush, 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 shush. Perspicacious. perspicacious.
2: Why, did,
3: why is the Google voice whispering at us like a sexy siren? <laughs> well,
2: you're listening to it through
0: my microphone. Is that
3: just me? Does anyone else hear like a se- like, perspicacious? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's
2: a
0: no, you're right. She's doing her Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> Mr. <voice>.
2: President, yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: <Post-fications>, <laughs> Mr. President, Mr. <laughs> President.
0: Um, when a joke turns out to be the perfect number of syllables without you really trying, that's like the best joke. Um, <laughs> this week's special guest is our most resilient friend, Taylor. Say hello to the listeners, Taylor.
1: Hello. Uh, that that's a word. Yep, we'll say it describes me. I'm
0: thriving. You are, and it does. If you missed it or want to revisit, catch Taylor on Prisoner of Azkaban Chapter 4, The Leaky Cauldron, which you mentioned before we started recording, was not that exciting. And Prisoner of Azkaban Chapter 12, The Patronus, arguably more exciting.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, uh, a little more. Just, just a tad. I don't know. We talked about
0: college in Chapter 4. <laughs> Uh, that sounds right. Um, I didn't say this, but if you don't already know this, where have you been? Taylor is the co-host of, of The Eldest Gods, which is a Movie Night Crew Network podcast. Duh. Um, do you want to just tell listeners about your new season or whatever?
1: Oh, sure. Yeah, season exists. Yeah, we're reading uh, Percy Jackson and the Sea of Monsters right now. We're on season two. Eventually, our goal is to get through all of Rick Riordan's work. But, you know, he keeps writing shit. So... We're going to be dead before it's done. Uh, yeah. Um, but we're having lots of fun. We started having guests on. We have merch now. We have a Patreon. Yeah, we, we started existing as like a real podcast. This is real now. Yeah. When this comes out, we will actually have Grace on tomorrow.
0: Yay. Ooh, that's so exciting. Um. Well, we are so glad you're here with us to talk about... Goblet of Fire, Chapter Eleven: Aboard the Hogwarts Express. <laughs> That's a <the> whole chapter. <laughs> you said that in like the TikTok reader voice. Aboard the Hogwarts Express, <laughs> and the thing is, is like only half of it is aboard the Hogwarts Express. It's just like the most interesting thing that happens in this chapter is that they sit on a train uneventfully. <laughs>
2: It's just really funny that it took this long to get aboard the Hogwarts Express oh as well. Like,
0: what page are we on in y'all's books? Uh,
2: 107. 158. Yeah, 158 for me too.
0: Yep. Yep. So it's it's been a while. <laughs> uh, so, quote, there was a definite end of holidays gloom in the air when Harry awoke the next morning. Um, frankly, the Weasley house is in chaos. And honestly, Molly Weasley is a goddamn hero. Sounds like my everyday life. (laughs) (laughs) I just like, I'm wondering about the atmosphere, because
3: usually when we go back to Hogwarts, it's always like a really cheery atmosphere. And I think that um, the author who shall not be named was like, hey, I like tried this whole like gloomy, dark Halloween vibe for the last book. Like, what if I keep that rolling? People liked that, right? And it's like, okay, how did you do that? And she's like, rain?
0: Just rain rain all the time.
3: Just what if it's raining? (laughs)
0: um it is raining a lot on this very day that adds to the chaos factor um the scene kind of starts with arthur weasley getting an urgent message from the ministry of magic um he's like running around with his robes on backwards uh
1: i almost forgot to put pants on this morning so that's such a mood (laughs) i i I can't blame him that's sort of how teaching
0: works he also just has like well-intentioned ADHD husband energy. Like, he's yeah. doing, like, so many things. He's trying so hard. So am I hearing that Sean is Arthur Weasley? <laughs> Sean, Sean is, like, somewhere between Arthur Weasley and Lupin, for sure. Does Does he collect plugs? <laughs> you know he probably literally does. Like, you know that that's not <laughs> far off. He has bins and bins of, like, electronic doodads, for sure. And I, I will provide evidence to this. They weren't in bins until I came around.
3: Speaking of bins, mm-hmm. uh, we start this chapter with a vicious dustbin
0: attack. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like when I was young, I didn't know what a dustbin in it, it was and didn't look it up, you know?
3: Here's the thing. I I thought that dustbins were trash cans, but just for dust. Because, you know, in like, <laughs> um, like cartoons and stuff, every time they're sweeping into a dustpan, it's literally just like clouds of dust and then they dump the clouds of dust in like a tiny Mm -hmm. wastebasket and then it's done so i was like oh yeah
0: that's
3: that's for the dust
0: (laughs) i probably thought that it was like the scooper you know you like sweep into a little like scooper
1: yeah i think i've always like like obviously i've viewed as like a trash can now but uh i definitely always pictured it as a dustpan rather than the actual dustpan oh
0: dustpan that's the word i was (laughs) looking for. like a a scooper,
3: scooper. <laughs> we just like let you go though
0: <laughs> uh you guys are so good to me um yeah so amos diggory's head is in the fire that'll probably never come up, come up or happen again no why why would it everything in this chapter is just dramatic foreshadowing it's so stupid and annoying it's so heavy-handed Why do you
1: always bring me on for the dramatic foreshadowing? That's what chapter four of Prisoner of Azkaban was.
0: (laughs) It's because it's like you're good at being like dun dun dun. That's the tone of the the chapter.
3: (laughs) Literally, this this conversation is such nonsense because it's literally Amos Diggory in like a full panic, just be like you gotta get down here. You wanna go to the
1: <laughs> I appreciate how much he cares about Moody, though. Like you can tell, he's yeah. like, I genuinely don't want this man to get in trouble. Get the fuck down here,
0: please. But also, if he's like a danger to the public, maybe we should talk about that.
1: Yeah. Should we take away his driver's license?
0: <laughs> yeah, like that. <sighs>
3: Has there been anyone that we've loved in this book who isn't kind of a danger to the public? <laughs>
1: no.
3: Lupin, <laughs>
0: Lupin
3: and Lupin.
0: Yeah, he, I mean, yeah, definitely. Like, Dumbledore's for sure a danger to yeah. the public. Lupin's a danger to the public. McGonagall's, I would say, not a danger to the public.
3: Yes. As the she, one exception. She's like the
1: only one who has any sort of control over herself. It's fine. Honestly, Dobby,
0: danger to the Is public. It super fucking Neville.
1: I'm surprised he doesn't yeah. blow something up
0: before he's in, in his last year. Dobby will throw a parfait right on your head. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Molly and Arthur individually are together and not a danger to the public, but they have produced many dangers to the public.
0: <laughs> I would say <laughs> like Arthur might be them.
3: a danger to the public.
1: Uh,
0: yeah, thoughts. that's a tough one. I think maybe if he was trying to navigate the muggle world by himself, he would be more dangerous because of like the ignorance-enthusiasm intersection. Um, but in the wizard world, I think he is, like, very normal.
3: This is a completely, like, one-off thing, but there's a part where, so, Amos is kind of describing what, what happened, and he's like, oh, he heard an intruder in the yard, said he was creeping towards the house, ambushed by his dustbins, and Mr. Weasley says, what did the dustbins do? Which is a normal line, but, like, all I could think was, like, Mr. Weasley being, like, a O Amos, what M dustbins do? And, like, <laughs> I was just losing my shit reading it over and over again, like imagining just that reading of Arthur, just like completely <laughs> breaking character to be like, "What M dustbins do, girl?"
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. For for some reason, I'm thinking about that. Um. Oh my God, what's his name? Um. Oh, my God. The Chris Fleming skit about the one dad accidentally saying I love you to the other dad. And now I'm picturing Amos being like, all right, Arthur, gotta go. And Arthur being like, sounds cool. Love you.
3: (gasps) I mean, he does lovingly feed him toast.
0: That's Molly, right?
3: I I know. I think Molly gets the toast. She's like, hey, do you want some toast? I just made some. And he's like, yeah, okay. And then Arthur picks up a fire poker and sticks a piece of toast
2: in his mouth. (laughs)
0: And he's like, (laughs) Fanksh. Yeah, feeding someone is, like, a weird, gross thing that I don't like. (laughs) Like, I don't want anyone else to have touched my food, really.
1: I don't like other people's mouths.
0: Yeah, yeah. I like it. Well, it's different when they're puckered up for a kiss, I think. (laughs) It's like, the sphincter of your mouth is closed, and I'm safe. (laughs) (laughs) Even
3: with with someone that I like, I don't want them feeding me, basically, ever.
2: Yeah, I
0: like it. Sometimes Sean like opens his mouth for like a snack that I'm eating and is like ah and I'm like no you don't get to do the baby bird act on me I'm not falling for that okay so first off I just want to say that
3: (laughs) Tina you were right it is Mrs Weasley that feeds him the toast but also like he had a choice there to baby bird it or just. Put a hand through, and he went baby bird.
0: <laughs> He's on all fours. He's a dad. He needs all of those fours. Like you couldn't have stuck
3: a hand through like a normal fucking person. You're gonna make this random coworker's wife feed you toast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what a dynamic they have. But the thing is, um, like I think we talked about this in a previous episode. But like, I mean, maybe Amos does this a lot. Like maybe it's a very normal. <laughs> yeah, I guess they're of sort morning. of
1: neighbors. Sort you don't of. have to be
0: neighbors for um. <laughs> oh, but you're suggesting that they are like just familiar with each yeah, other. Yeah, they might. They, they might like have other.
1: some sort of friendship.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I'm I'm not. Uh, I don't think I would uh, pop in my friend's fireplace and be like, "Yo, you got
3: toast?" <laughs> you <wanna laughs> See, put that in my mouth. <laughs> this is where we differ because. For sure, most of the people we do this podcast with, if someone texted that they were making something real tasty, I would be like, let me put my head in the fireplace real quick.
0: <laughs> if
3: it was Grace, <laughs> yes.
1: Maybe yeah.
0: if it was like homemade bread, you know, like really, it's uh, not, this isn't like fair. Pepperidge Farms or whatever. Is that a bread brand? Yeah, you yes. can get Pepperidge okay. Farms. I like bread. My, my brain was like, that's cookies. Come on. It but it's, is I think cookies. it's a lot of things.
1: It's also goldfish. <clears throat>
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
3: They just got a lot of flour.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, and a lot of like cookie cutouts, like we got a goldfish shape, we got this oval. So
3: they're like, What
1: do I do with all of this flour?
0: <laughs> I think it probably would have been good for Cedric, an only child, to come hang out with the Weasleys from time to time, get a little uh a little socialized if they would have broken.
1: It would have broke his little Hufflepuff heart. (laughs) Fred and George would
3: try their stuff on him. I think he and Percy would have ended up being close, and I don't think that that would have been a better personality trait.
0: No, No. you are right about that. I think they would have been friends. But, like, Percy would have always been Cedric's nerdy friend, I think.
3: I mean, yeah, but I, I don't... I think the thing is, is, like... Cedric's Hufflepuff nature would have caused him to like intentionally include Percy because Percy yeah. was intentionally excluded from the family, and mm-hmm. so they would end up with a weirdly close bond, and they they got to rub off on each other somehow. And I I don't see that personality combo yielding excellent adult results. Percy yeah.
1: is in my top three least favorite characters in this goddamn series. Hmm. I wanted him to die. <laughs> Damn. I wanted. Okay,
0: wow. There's I wanted him to die. <laughs>
1: I'm a Slytherin. What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> I mean, I get it. There's nothing worse than betraying your family, like whomsoever your family may be, the people. And how much they've fucking you.
1: given him.
0: I know. It's very hard <sighs> to forgive. But I do think he's very funny in these first couple books. He's just such an asshole. And
1: I'm saying I put him up with Umbridge
0: mm.
1: and Rita Skeeter. Oof.
0: We're gonna wow. do a bonus episode like a like a Harry Potter Fight Club, but maybe we should also do like a like a like a death ranking. <laughs> <laughs> who would you kill in order?
1: <laughs> yeah, join the restricted section Patreon where you can hear me and Brooke fight <laughs> for Harry Potter characters. Yeah, who we're, we're gonna, gonna murder.
0: We're gonna. Well, we are definitely doing a Harry Potter Fight Club um, next year. I'm very excited for that. Um, to figure out who the most powerful um like who we think we would would win in a fight interesting um no spoilers don't don't speculate now amos diggory yes is describing to arthur that mad eye moody has had an issue with an intruder triggering his defensive dustbins um is this when the switch happens do we think yes yes Mm
3: -hmm.
0: okay yes Mm.
3: so this is the moment
0: and um, honestly, it's probably so good for Barty Crouch Jr.'s plan that Arthur Weasley is the one who shows up because Arthur Weasley is just like a really nice, slightly like um, obtuse kind of guy. Like he's not going to be like, you're acting a little strange this morning. Like, is everything OK? You know what I mean? He's not looking for an ulterior motive.
1: He just wants to believe the best in everyone. Yeah. He- he's definitely a griffin puff.
0: He- I think the whole Weasley family. Well, not all of them, but a lot of them. Yeah. Some of them, like Jenny, I think, are straight Gryffindors.
1: Uh I would say Fred and George are probably
3: puffs. I
0: think I would they're say... actually
3: Ravenclaw
0: Cusp.
1: Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say Gryffindor because those two are smart as fuck.
0: Mm-hmm. They are. They're entrepreneurs. They're the only entrepreneurs pretty mm-hmm. much, other than like Madame was ostensibly. And they're like very curiosity driven.
1: Bill and Charlie are definitely
0: Gryffindors. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Amos Diggory makes it clear that he believes that there was no intruder. Um, It's implied that this kind of shit happens to Mad Eye Moody a lot. Um, He perhaps is like, has Alzheimer's or something. (laughs) A little
3: PTSD. Yeah, it just sounds like he has real bad PTSD, and it's kind of mean of them to be like, him with his freaking PTSD thinking people are attacking him after he has spent his whole life getting attacked. What a nerd. (laughs) right
0: yeah it is sad because it's especially sad i think from this perspective because this isn't even malicious this is like two of his co-workers kind of who are like in private being like well you know that he just is this way but at least they have his best interest at heart i mean well it's not for the best because it's an imposter but that's (laughs) kind of beside the point (laughs) it's fine uh amos is just like wrong this whole book about everything um <laughs> but he was like screaming in the dark mark chapter like so much he was like you cast the dark mark well if you didn't do it then you cast the dark mark for like 10 straight pages
3: he's not a great person i'll just say it he's not a great person the hmm. diggeries just
1: really don't add anything i didn't really care when cedric died to be honest
2: he's a symbol
1: yeah he just didn't really have any character development for me
2: i agree Well, they didn't, like, ever think to include... She didn't ever think to include him in any of the previous books. So, like, we didn't really have the, like, relationship with them like we did with... Even with someone like Seamus or... Yeah, I'm like, you're a person? Cool.
0: He does, um... Cedric and Harry do play each other in Quidditch, but, like, he plays a lot of people in Quidditch. That's not, like, a meaningful relationship. It's very, like, transactional.
3: Unless it's Cho, in which case it's love. (laughs) It's so flirty. It's it's fucking... (laughs)
0: Well, yeah, and then we get the to- little bit of toast action, and then Amos Diggory disappears. And Mr. Weasley gets his um, robes on straight and says goodbye and leaves. There's a moment here that, like,
3: if Harry Potter were made for adults would be a great visual gag. Because Fred mentions that, like, because he calls Maddie Moody a nutter.
0: and then, Right, they're kind of, like, chatting about him a little bit.
3: And then, like... You know, Mrs. Weasley's like, well, your father thinks very highly of them. And he's like, yeah, dad collects plugs, which was a joke we made <laughs> earlier in this set already. Mm-hmm. But there's a great moment for a visual gag there where, like, Arthur at one point has, like, a box full of, like, spark plugs. And there's just, like, a single butt plug sitting in there. And he lifts <laughs> it up and he's like, I haven't figured out the function of this one yet. Because <laughs> he wouldn't know. Everything would just be a plug.
2: <laughs> what is the function
3: of a rubber plug?
2: what do wizards do to get kinky in the bedroom then
3: here's the thing i am assuming that they probably have a safer way via magic than like butt plugs because butt plugs can get sucked up and lost Ah!
1: yeah my mom used to watch the show um uh, it was like sex in the er like all all, the er yeah it was like all the sex injuries and sending them to the ER and it's like <laughs> the one person just dripped all of the wax all over their partner and it like burned them and broken dicks and it's Whoa. like I bet the wizards wouldn't do this.
0: That sounds like um One Thousand Ways to Die. Do you guys remember that show? Oh, I fucking was like love that d- show. D- definitely targeted toward college men of just like what if you died by masturbating with a carrot? <laughs> Um, I know Such which episode God. you're
3: talking about because it horrified me. So I was literally like,
0: "You can cut yourself in there." <laughs> it's an important thing to learn. Um, um wow. Anyhow, bail, bail, and then bail, they bail. bring up, then they
3: bring up Dumbledore, and they're like, "He's also not super normal." And they're all like, "Huh? All right, well, no further
0: introspection on that." Like, <laughs> none of these old, um, wild, super powerful wizards should have wands anymore. Um, do you think that when people get old and unreliable in the wizarding world, much like old people have to like give up their car in our world, do you think you would have to take somebody's wand? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they don't
3: let them have wan- wands in um, St. Mungo's. So like yeah. there's a precedent for being like, you are actually unsafe to have a wand. So we're well, just going to that.
1: Yeah, it's like thinking, I would not trust my grandmother with a wand at her age. I feel like she could do more damage with the wand than she could with a car, so. I don't trust my
3: grandma walking to the bathroom
1: at all. I was just, age, so. that's, I was
0: gonna say, I don't trust my grandma, like, holding a coupon.
2: <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> it's, like, the most harmless activity. She She's old.
3: We do get a fun moment here where Harry hears for the first time about his future profession, wizard cop, where they're like, <laughs> yes. he's like, mad eye and they're like he's an aura and Harry's like auror <laughs> <laughs>
2: like,
0: you're saying it in a way where you can hear both the syllables which is impressive I guess you have to say it like a fucking prick <laughs> to, to really enunciate it's auror
3: it's auror the same way it's like aural pleasure instead of oral pleasure you know what I mean like auror doesn't
0: aural a u r a l mean like ear related? Yeah, yeah, yes. It's a totally different kind of pleasure.
3: Yeah, it's 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 not just like your ear; it's like sounds. Mm. Or is I it? I used to hook up with a musician who said he always wanted to put out an album called Aural Pleasure,
0: and mm, have it nice. just be
3: a fun pun for everyone. So, anyhow, anyway, no, if you're still one. thinking about doing
0: that, Ed, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> idea's gone now. It th- there's a um. Oh my gosh, it's, it's copyright has expired and it's in the public domain now. <laughs> they basically are just building up Mad-Eye Moody to be like, kind of a badass. They're talking about how like half the cells in Azkaban are full because of him. And um, yeah, I mean, like, I guess we're probably going to meet him later. Um, we're talking about him a lot.
1: Nope, once again, foreshadowing doesn't matter. Never going <laughs> to hear about him again. It's fine.
3: At this point, it's not even foreshadowing, it's just lazy writing. Yep. Where it's like, what if we introduced a character just by being like, the man, the myth, the legend, you know what I mean? So Instead the of-
1: episode that comes out on November 4th of, uh, of The Eldest Gods, uh, we literally have a whole conversation about Voldemort's lazy writing. Mm,
3: mm-hmm. I mean, I like this book a lot for a lot mm-hmm. of the things that it does, but one of the things that it doesn't do well is, like, it really feels like there's just a full give up on in terms of, like, cleverly integrating plot details. Like, this entire chapter is two things. One, like, a very, very blatant introduction to the concept of Mad-Eye Moody, and two, a bunch of people just being like, what thing happening at Hogwarts? <laughs> and so it's, like, between the two of those, it's, like, nothing is subtle and it's boring why is it written like this
0: yeah we're on chapter what is this 11 yeah Yeah. my file says 4.11 um and like this what we've read so far really could have been a strong like three to five chapters yeah um i as an editor like i value concision more than literally anything else like i am constantly highlighting authors sentences and being like You use three words that mean the exact same thing. You have to pick your favorite. Like, we're not doing this. (laughs) Some people just like to say so many words. It's bananas. I know that. I know what you're thinking. Christina, you created this podcast so you could sit here and say so many words. It's totally different, okay? This (laughs) podcasting is ephemeral. I say it once and it's just gone. But writing a book is a long process that involves many revisions. And you can always say something more concisely. That's how I feel.
3: The other thing I hate about it is we are in that same vein in chapter eleven of book four, and we're still getting things like they went to platform nine and three quarters, which was a fake wall to get to the Hogwarts Express, a Scarlet Train. I'm like,
0: like you've never
3: been here before. Oh God, I just blew out the mic so hard. I'm so
0: sorry. Um, yeah, so oh, it's just, okay, so Molly Weasley has ordered three muggle taxis. She, is. She. I'm going to say it again, she's killing it in this chapter. And Arthur was like, are you going to be okay, babe? And she was like, what do you fucking think? <laughs> I birthed these children. I'm obviously going to be okay. <laughs> Did they
3: have, like, just a stash of British pounds, like, lying around the house for emergency muggle interaction scenarios?
0: Hmm. They probably exchanged, the what do you call it? Um, Currencies yeah but is that what it's called Exchange yes. currency? currency oh exchange, yeah. <laughs> well stumbled onto the right answer you can probably do it in Diagon Alley.
1: yeah i'm also wonder if the weasleys or like arthur possibly has an emergency stash for um ministry duties mm. and and you know transporting harry potter is a ministry duty
0: I was actually thinking about that because it says that Mrs. Weasley had tried to get ministry cars, but there weren't any available. And like, I mean, the I think the ministry would make one available for Harry Potter to get him safely to school.
3: At this point, he's proven himself to be unkillable four times over three, <laughs> three years in a row and as an infant. So I think at this point, they're just like, eh, I don't know. Fuck it. Let him go.
0: <laughs>
2: Save the money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. That's a valid point. So they do take three muggle taxis to King's Cross Station. It's a bit of a shit show. As expected, there's fireworks involved and <laughs> an unhappy cat. Okay, question.
3: Tell me what you think about me. I buy my own diamonds and I buy my own rings. Only ring your when I'm feeling lonely. When it's all over, please get up and leave. Question. If filibusters, fabulous no-heat wet start fireworks exist as a concept, <laughs> what in fact does start the fireworks yes
0: just like friction in the trunk i guess <laughs>
3: is it just like jostling like if you're jostling. intentionally trying to set one of these fireworks off do you just like shake it and yeet it like a freaking grenade like what are we doing you know
0: there's um i forget what they're called but they're like little balls of gunpowder that you can like throw at pavement and they make a little popping sound maybe they're like that
3: i always called them Poppers, yeah, yeah, poppers.
0: Poppers. I'm having a hard time with words today, guys. That means my a very
3: different thing in the gay
2: community. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> it's all the same. Same. My vibe.
1: friends bought one thousand of those and rigged my room with them everywhere. And Whoa, when I I lived like a in the, I lived in the basement at the time of my parents' house, and they got up to the top of the stairs and just chucked them all oh my over God. my room and shut off the lights real quick. <laughs> and the light switch was up at the top. There is a burn mark in my AP bio book from that year from them throwing a popper at my Holy book. Holy
0: shit. That's so destructive. What the fuck? I had interesting friends. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Man, remember in the beginning of the episode when I said you were resilient?
2: I was yeah. wondering why everyone was laughing because I really thought you said my parents. And- I was like, guys, this is not laughing time. I think she's really, this is not My mom
1: bit me on the leg one time. It's fine. That kind of stuff would probably happen.
0: Taylor and I have a standing agreement that we'll write, uh, I'll publish her memoir when she writes it. It's uh, an interesting one. I'd read it. But at least, well, I shouldn't assume this, but at least you've never had a bunch of fireworks explode while you're in a taxi with your family, I hope.
1: <laughs> uh, I've never been in a taxi, but,
3: you know. Wait, like, ever? Never.
1: I grew up in the middle of goddamn nowhere.
3: Mm. And also, I forget that you're younger than us. Yeah. I am a t- teeny 23-year-old. Like, I forget that because, like, when I was in college... You, Lyft and Uber didn't exist. Right. So, like, you would go out with a couple extra 20s tucked in your bra because at mm-hmm. some point someone would be like, We all need to go home. And you would call a taxi cab and you would have to call it like an hour before you actually wanted to leave the party because on mm. Friday night in a college town, all the taxis were just running people home from drunk places.
1: Most of the stuff, like, in state college that you were going to go to was like within walking distance of campus if you were trying to get anywhere.
0: I remember in college, my friend Alexis and I had a business plan where we were going to hook up wagons to our bikes and dress up in just like cute, fun, sexy costumes, you know, and bike drunk people home in our wagons. <laughs> I think that would have worked. There was I like think a, it would have been great.
3: There were a million ingenious things that people did, like because there was also like a safe ride system that you could mm. never fucking get because they had exactly like three cars. Yeah, and I took so, it never because
0: I just walked everywhere.
3: I. Uh, Jamie was a real house, like a, a off-the-grid house party campus, so you were just always too far away. Interesting. They had a drunk bus that ran until quite late, but if you missed the last drunk bus, you were just really shit out of luck. And mm-hmm. Anyhow, I, I don't have to do that anymore because other things exist, and also taxis at the time didn't take card, like, ever. They were just like, oh, no, sorry, credit card, broken. You, you yeah. need to pay us cash and all the cash, cash that you have, and, and I don't money. have change by... State
1: College also runs, like, a free bus route for, like, the college kids. So a lot of the drunk kids would use that, especially if they were the freshmen, because freshmen are required to live on campus. So, like, they'd go to the to frat row and then take the bus back, and they'd all be dead. So my friend and I used to ride around on the bus on, like, Saturday nights and just people watch on this goddamn bus because
3: they were all so drunk. <laughs> nice. I distinctly remember coming back from New Zealand and at that point rideshare things had become a thing and so I landed in the airport and one of my friends texted me and they're like, Yeah, just grab a lift to my house, here's
0: the address and I was like, A lift. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like <laughs> I remember being in New York City with my dad and when I when I was like in college and I was like, Are you gonna hail a taxi? And he was like, We're gonna try this cool new thing named Uber. And my dad's always doing like hip startups and stuff, and I was like, Whatever, dad, you're so weird. Whenever you go to New York, you're so crazy. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, when we were in New York we just used the just used the subways, so even in New York we didn't use a taxi, so Taxis
3: are awful, so you you literally haven't missed anything. They smell weird. And like they're always an uncomfortable temperature and it's a real crapshoot as to what's playing on the radio, but there's always something on the radio. And then the really overzealous ones try to talk
0: to you, which I hate. Yeah, hard no. Hate that a lot. Um, anyway, the college public transit convo has run its course. Um they arrive at the train station. Um, and Bill and Charlie are there, right? Both of them? Yeah. With Molly, that's cute. Yeah. Everybody but fucking Percy. <laughs> yep. Well, and Arthur, but he's busy. Charlie hints that they'll all see each other again sooner than you think. <laughs> and they're like yelling about it like back and forth. Like, what is it tell me? Oh, well, you'll find out soon. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's literally the entire rest of the chapter is just people being like,
0: you know, the thing. The like, thing. Ugh. Including goddamn... Draco Malfoy. Infuriating. Yeah, they hear him like ranting on the train once it gets going about Durmstrang, like very loudly. He's like, I want to go there and learn dark arts. And we're like, Of course you do. <laughs> Why? Why are you screaming you like this? <laughs> <laughs> He's like monologuing, doing like a villain's monologue practice.
3: My favorite thing about that is, like, you assume when they start overhearing the conversation that it's going to be, like, really important information, and literally it's so boring and braggadocious that Hermione just closes the door and is like, eh, and then we've had enough of that.
2: <laughs> it's like me at work every single day when people won't stop talking about boring shit in the lobby, and I just have to find a way to close the window without making it seem really bitchy. <laughs> my entire (laughs) life
0: oh that's funny you should just close it every time like a covid precaution
2: yeah i don't know people look (laughs) will just like uh, people will stare at me (laughs) makes me uncomfortable it's cool i got a promotion i don't have to do it that much longer
0: yay congratulations So we do get the
3: weirdest bit of lore that I had completely forgotten having not read the books in a while. Mm -hmm. And that's that Durmstrang and Bobatons are in undisclosed hidden locations.
0: Right. And and Hogwarts is also. I, I got the impression
3: that Hogwarts is a little less secretly located than the others.
0: I feel like they're all not very secretly located. And you could find out with just like a minimal amount of effort.
3: Well, because they're like they're like well, Hogwarts is obviously like heavily Muggle warded, right? Mm-hmm. But like people in Hogsmeade obviously know that Hogwarts is right the f there. The Hogwarts students do like leave the grounds and stuff. Whereas Durmstrang, they're like all we know it is that it's probably far north because they need fur coats. Yeah, and that's it. Bowbats. Yeah. We know it's somewhere in a French speaking area, and/or right. they shuffle all the French speakers to an undisclosed location.
2: <laughs> and why so
1: secretive? It's, like, secretly in, like, Croatia just to throw people off.
3: Yeah, that's what I would do. It's, like, all right, yeah, we're going to have the all French. Or, like, put it in one of, like, the cool French-speaking countries, like Morocco. Yeah. You know? Yeah,
0: for sure. That'd be awesome. Um, yeah, they're just stupid. They're, like, wait, Hogwarts is hidden and Hermione is doing, like, some exposition for us. The exposition dump. I will say we get one of the better burns
3: here, though, where Hermione goes, Well, everyone who's read Hogwarts a history, and Ron just goes, Just you then, great.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I like um, their discourse is so much more vivid in the books than in the films. Um, Just like their dynamic is a lot more nuanced. So yeah, the rain gets heavier. It's like spooky scary time. They see some like old friends. Neville has to listen to everyone else who is at the World Cup. They're like raving about it, like rehashing it. But Neville didn't get to go. And then Draco Malfoy rolls up.
2: Just to be shitty and rich. His Just only to- two personality traits. <laughs> I like that even though Neville didn't go to the didn't go to the match, he still is wearing like a what is it, like a leprechaun rose? What is it? Wasn't that Seamus?
3: Seamus is wearing it. He's wearing a green rosette that
0: shouts
2: the names of the Irish team. But it's like getting sleepy now. That makes more sense. Okay.
0: Yeah. We saw him wearing it previously at the World Cup when it was in a lot better spirits. Right.
3: I feel like surely... That magic can't go on that long. Like, where would you put that in your house to avoid the shrieking? <laughs> um, it's
0: like it's a Tamagotchi or something that, like, really needs you or, like, a Furby. Like, what do you yeah. do when you have to put it in the attic?
3: <laughs> yeah, Furbies, you had to, like, eventually just put them in the dark in the closet to get them to
0: stop. Yeah. Or, like, I had a hamster that would run on her wheel every night. So I would, every single night I would carry her stupid little cage out of my room. <laughs> <laughs> Draco teases Ron about his dress or robes, which are out because he draped them over Pigwidgeon's cage to keep him from squawking. But like, bro, you've made that choice. Use some other robes. Here's the thing. I feel bad for Ron. He was just on the thrift shop game a little too
3: early. Like pre-Macklemore was a tough time for thrift shop kids.
0: This is we are I literally went to the thrift store right before this recording because my friend is having a thrift store prom themed birthday party. And I got a... Dr- A hot pink dress with shoulder pads from the 80s. It's fabulous. Yes,
3: that's utterly amazing. But like thrifting is cool now. Like I get a lot of my clothes via thrifting and also maybe it's just the style right now but like vintage looks are just distinctly in. So like while this isn't necessarily like a super cool thing to be wearing, I feel like in a modern day Hogwarts
0: setting people would be like, oh neat bro, vintage robes. It's like a duster. It's like a duster that I would buy for Hailey. (laughs) I can't
1: wear like Vintage clothes, because I work with teenagers and they'll roast you. (laughs) (laughs) They roasted me for, like, coughing the one day and saying the air was really dry. They bring this up every day. They're
0: like, how's that dry air? (laughs) So, yeah, I think that they're also shitty teenagers, which is why this is, like, a mortifying burn. Ron just, like... Some people were born embarrassed. Ron cannot be cool. And, uh. Ron can't be cool. He can just be red. <laughs> <laughs> the red cheeks and the red hair and the red sweater. He just, he
1: just
3: embodies the color red. It's fine. I think about Ron the same way I think about Stu from what we do in The Shadows, <laughs> where the vampires are always like, he's got the reddest cheeks I've ever seen. Just look at that. <laughs>
0: it's full of
3: blood. Hi, my name's Stu. Um, I'm a software analyst. I work for a geographic information systems company.
0: Aw, Stu. So then Drago starts taunting them about the Triwizard tournament. Like, are you going to enter? Hasn't your daddy told you? Maybe he's too stupid or like low ranking to know (laughs) about the thing, but like I'd enter. What a little shit. (sighs) Yeah.
3: The actual worst. Malfoy just sucks so
0: much. Mm Mm-hmm.
3: Like, he doesn't, he's not even cool enough or wanted enough to suck someone else. He's just self-sucking in the middle of a train, you know what I mean?
0: Yes, exactly. Like, a monologue of just, like, shittiness.
3: His whole personality is just the most self-congratulatory exercise, you know, where he's just like, is it just me that's awesome? Like, I think it's (laughs) me. (laughs) Maybe my dad, but mostly me.
0: Yeah, he's definitely been told he's special all his life. Um, they finally leave, and Ron slams the door so hard behind them that the glass shatters. Which good for Ron.
3: Honestly, that would be such a when that when I read that, I was like, "Oh shit!" And then it's a, such a non-issue because magic. So <laughs> Hermione's just like, "Yeah, repair that shit." Like Ron, you gotta be more careful with windows. Like in a normal situation, this would be a disaster.
2: Yeah, shards could like really hurt someone
0: yeah
3: and a mess well and also then you have to you have to like go up to the train conductor and be like i um i got real mad and now there's a broken window
0: (laughs) and then crookshanks is trying to like step in it because cats be that way and then you have to like restrain him and he's not having it you have to put him back in his basket which as a reminder hermione carries him (laughs) around in a basket (laughs) like fucking
2: toto (laughs) yeah like god fucking damn yeah that's not an efficient (laughs) way to transport a cat
0: um, so the train finally arrives, arrives at Hogwarts. Guess what? It's raining. <laughs>
2: they make the first
3: years go across the lake in the fucking rain. <laughs> Some- in the boats. It's tradition.
0: It's tradition. They did this exact thing in Chamber of Secrets because, as a reminder, Colin Creevy fell into the lake. Bullshit patrol. <laughs> Just here to tell you that that was Dennis Greavy, and that happens in the next chapter. Whoops, <laughs> whoopsie daisy. Sorry, sorry for all the bullshit. Um, oh shit! Got, Forgot he about that. He got to wear Hagrid's jacket. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of Hagrid. There he is. Hi, Hagrid.
3: And that's it. We get no further interaction. It's
1: literally yeah, it, just being like What the why did why why was that included? Just end it when they get off the train. Just just, just end, end
0: it before it. they get off the train.
3: We we need a moment to be like, and there was Hagrid, the big man who they were friends with.
0: <laughs> um and then they just go. They take a horseless carriage up to the castle. Well damn. That's the end of it. What was your favorite part, Taylor?
1: The ending. Um, <laughs> uh, the toast. The toast
2: is definitely toast. gonna stick with me. Lila, what was your favorite part? I was gonna say toast. Dan, <laughs> <laughs>
0: you can say toast too.
2: Toast as well.
0: Brooke, what was your favorite part? I like
3: Harry discovering his true calling as a fucking cop. Yeah. <laughs> uh.
0: Um. All
1: ores are bastards.
3: Wait, I can fight dark wizards and get paid
0: for
2: it? <laughs> this is cop uh wizard propaganda for sure
0: yeah yes we won't stand for it um my favorite part is when the fireworks went off um and crookshanks got mad and it was like a bit of a shit show there for a while yeah sounds about right it's fine <laughs> um are we ready to move on to plugs sure yeah okay Um, I would love to start by plugging our Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. You can support the podcast and gain access to our Discord server where all of us hang out. It's a very fun place to be. You can also, um, if you're part of our Discord server, you can be part of our Movie Night Crew Network book club, which is run by Taylor. Shout out to you, my love. It is a lot of fun. It's so much fun. And that leads me to my personal plug this week, which is um, Project Hail Mary by um, Andy Weir, um, which is our November pick. Um, So honestly, if you want to read along with us, it's a really good book so far. I'm, I'm like, not even that far maybe like 100 pages. And it's just like so excellent. I'm on chapter two and love it. Yeah, it's great. Um, so if you want to join us for that, it's not too late. Like you can become a dollar a month patron and join us presently. Um, and as always, you can find me on Instagram at Christina the Con. You can find me on Twitter at Christina Con, and you can find me on TikTok at Sprout's Private Stash. Taylor, where can people find you and your podcast on the internet?
1: Uh, yeah, you can find of the eldest gods, our lovely Rick Riordan fan podcast, at of the eldest gods pod on instagram and of the eldest gods on twitter or send us an email of the eldest pod at gmail.com or don't do that we're bad at checking our email <laughs> it's mostly ads for things so yeah. uh yeah just dm us that that'll that'll work better Indeed. and we release every thursday except for when i'm dying or someone else is dying and it's related to me that was last week it's fine we're fine <laughs> All of the oldest gods is thriving.
0: This is a great plug.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we've had tornadoes affect our show. Uh, we should really stop saying "fuck Zeus" during our show. It probably is causing us problems. Well,
0: now you've attracted him to my show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Haha. Good luck. Thank now you're going to you so have much. five tornadoes hit at once. <laughs> you can find me at Taylor from Kevin Six on Instagram and historical femme that's f-e-m-m-e on twitter um my plug is laura Olympus* by rachel smyth
0: oh yeah that um, just came out right
1: so it's it's on webtoons like it's an ongoing uh comic on webtoons but
0: the the print book just released yeah
1: yeah so um
0: it looks awesome
1: yeah so she just released the first uh physical copy of the comics um the first 25 chapters but it's a Hades a retelling of Hades and Persephone in like a more modern way uh and I I, the the gods are a lot more nuanced and uh, it's a whole lot of fun uh yeah I love it very much and I keep trying to get Charlie to read it and they won't
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's definitely something that's on my list I know I say that about a lot of things but here we are Brooke where can people find you on the internet
3: uh, you can find me on Instagram at Passion4Parks. You can find me on Twitter at Grumpybrook. And um, this week I'd like to plug Sex Education. <laughs> it's a uh, show on Netflix, not just the concept. I and- <laughs> was legit thinking, like, are you just plugging, like... We're
0: also plugging the concept. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm, also, I'm also for the it. concept.
3: But the, the show on Netflix just finished up its third, third season, and it's probably one of the most accurate shows about being a teenager that I think I've ever watched, Wow. Um, it's very very delightful it's very funny and I highly recommend it
0: nice thank you so much um, Leela, where can people find you on the internet
2: hello I am Leela. you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Lils for Reels and um, <clears throat> if you follow my Instagram you're gonna see a lot of um, pictures of myself some taken by my husband he's an amateur photographer I'm an amateur model you know so, You're perfect for each. Yeah. Day. Great. Good times. Um <laughs> you can also hear my voice uh most nights on Sunday on the movie night. On movie night what are we again? On the movie night crew? <laughs> I was what's, what's that podcast my husband on? I can't remember remember if it's movie night crew or movie night crew network and I'm like, which is which? But it, i'm just kidding. Um movie night the crew the one that has the word network in it is the network. That's how I remember. <laughs> yep. That will that'll do. Donkey, um, you can find me most nights on the movie night crew with talking about movies with my friends. I cry a lot. But always when it's, uh, you know, appropriate. Is it? Um, <laughs> just kidding. And... Uh, recently I was going to plug the same fucking book as Christina, but it's fine. I had a backup just in case. So, well done. Thank you. It is, um, I love this podcast I've been listening to called Inside the Closet with Matea Lane and Emma Willman. If anyone's ever heard of it, it's a comedy podcast just between two best friends, um, that are both stand-up comedians. Mateo Lane is openly gay. Emma Woman's also openly gay. And um, they just kind of, like, talk like best friends do. Um, they just shoot the shit. They're hilarious. They talk about, like, kind of what the world of stand-up comedy is like, which I always find really interesting and fun. Um, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes. A lot of times they'll call one of their friends or sometimes their moms um, live on the show, oh and they both do really funny impressions. It's just a great time. Um, it's an easy listen. It is extremely explicit. So, like, if you... it Like, more explicit even than Movie Night Crew. So um just keep that in mind but if you don't mind that you can listen to it for free on spotify and probably everywhere else you can hear podcasts so it's called inside the closet
0: nice thank you so much well that's that gang we always manage to record at least an hour even about the stupidest of chapters (laughs) okay i did tell christina before we got
1: on that i was gonna shoot for two hours I told her hard no.
3: (laughs) Lordy, there would
1: have been no way.
0: Remember what I said earlier about concision, about how it's the only thing I value?
1: Hey, I managed to do it with chapter four.
0: There's plenty of time for that later in this never-ending book. Um, I'm sure we'll be talking about the Yule Ball for some time. Mm. (laughs) But for now, um, Brooke, Leela, thank you so much for being my co-pilots. Taylor, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate your personality um, on a chapter such as this.
1: I have a personality, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for having me on. I always love coming on.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, gang, I gotta go finish reading this graphic novel, Moody vs. the Dustbins, before this book just, like, attacks me blindly. Bye. Bye. Bomb oh. bom, bomb bom. bom, bom. The Restricted section is honored to be a member of the Movie Night Crew Podcast Network, which features other excellent podcasts such as Of the Eldest Gods. Two friends question if Rick Riordan is truly their godly parent while rereading the books that changed their childhoods. From the Greeks to the Romans to the Egyptians to the Norse, Of the Eldest Gods lets them take their adult imaginations on a ride across the Percy Jackson series and beyond. If you're listening
1: to this, you also ignored the warnings of reading the Percy Jackson books.
0: Now that the monsters
1: are after you, it'd be a good idea to come to Camp Half-Blood. But more importantly than that... You should listen to Of the Eldest Gods, a Rick Riordan read-along podcast. Join us as we talk about some semi-fucked-up history and mythology relating to each chapter. As we reread the original Percy Jackson series again while trying to stay spoiler-free. Or so help us, Zeus may curse the pod again. Episodes out every Thursday wherever you get
0: your podcasts. The Restricted Section was created by me, Christina Kahn, based on the book series by J.K. Rowling. All music by Ryan Kahn. Logo by Michael Hardison. Support us on Patreon.com slash Restricted Section. For as little as a dollar a month, you can gain access to our Discord community server, which is a really happy place to be. And there are other rewards as well, such as bonus episodes and Zoom happy hour hangouts. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Restricted Section Pod, on Twitter at Restricted and on Facebook at Restricted Section Pod. Also, feel free to shoot us an email at RestrictedSectionPod at gmail.com to share your thoughts, feelings, complaints, conspiracy theories, or even lavish praise. Hey Lilith, I seem a little antagonistic towards you today. It's because I'm drinking these terrible Truly's you left at my house. I
2: was watching you drink it, and I was like, "Thank God someone's drinking it." These <laughs> what suck. flavor is it?
0: Um, I have one lemonade and one fruit punch, and they're—I mean—they're I mean, they're all bad.
2: The fruit punch was real bad. I love Truly. The fruit punch? Yeah. I wish oh. I could
0: hand this to you because I'm—I'm yeah. I'm drinking it as like a take
2: one for the team situation. <laughs> I thought I was like, it looks like you're making a face.
3: that movie sucked i kind of liked it
1: movie night crew network